millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And they're off. And out on the outside, Royal Peter was one of the first to get going. And it's a side-by-side -side race to the post. Mika McDay race, Rimfire and Darkman. And it's a camera finish. Hiding for rattling with a great run. And a lump on the inside is flying. It's a great circle as they go to the line. Hiding's on the outside of photo. Zima about a neck in front. Light fingers pegging him back. Light fingers goes to Zima. They hit the line lock together. Hyperno on the outside of Salamander. Salamander, Hyperno, Hyperno, Salamander. They hit the line. The bunny finish. Jude in front. Bowers a big danger. Jude by the neck. Bowers getting there. Jude holding on. Bowers dives. Jude knows the bower, I think. Johannes Vermeer and rekindling. Stride for stride. Rekindling has won the Emirates Melbourne Cup. Today. Celebrate the love of the horse. Oh, he's a good horse. Japanese horses have got great stamina, so I'm confident that he can run it out. And the love of a good party. It has always been the leader in Australia. At backyard barbies, in taps and coffee shops, in corporate marquees, even in the House of Representatives. And wherever Aussies gather around the world, we honour the equine athlete and the race that celebrates a nation's history. Yeah, this Cup's a great race and it's continued to be one and I've been lucky enough to win it before, I know what it's like and I'd love to win it again. Last year, it was cross-counter for the mighty Godolphin Stables, winning their first ever Cup. Cross-counter's flying! The Blue Army have done it at last! Cross-counter has won the Melbourne Cup! This year, cross-counter is back, but he's in a field of staying elite. Final word, Danny, do you expect him to be in the finish? I really do think he can run in the top four. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't put himself right in the finish. And this race can always surprise us. Prince of Penzance, it's history at Flemington, Michelle Payne. Hold on tight. Another story is about to be written in the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Oh, just be a dream come true ever since, you know, every jockey wants to ride in the Melbourne Cup and to be going with a live chance. Um, I just couldn't be happier. Obviously, he's certainly got the right connection, so that also gives me confidence. So, be a childhood dream come true. Yeah, it'd be amazing, obviously. I've had a great year and, yeah, to cap it off with that would be, would be amazing. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably more confident now than I was straight after the Caulfield Cup. Well, you know the old saying, in Melbourne, if you don't like the rain now, don't worry, in five minutes will change. So um, I've always said it's just another handicap, but when I win it, um, not only is the race a stops nation, but to me it'll be the greatest race on earth. Where the spring racing carnival happens. Hello and welcome to the VRC podcast of Lexus Melbourne Cup Day. I'm Gareth Hall, and I'm joined by Matthew Stewart. Hello to you, Hello, Matty. Hello, G. Let's start the build-up to the Melbourne Cup. And the pre-race entertainment was the big talking point. Obviously, when Taylor Swift decided not to turn up to Melbourne Town, there was so much debate and so much interest in what the VRC would do. Now, you have been campaigning for some certain acts to perform here at Flemington. Now, what was that? What did you want? Uh, well, I just thought, A, given that the feeling was in some quarters that we're, 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 the race is, is being taken away from us. It's lost its Australianness. I thought a nice gesture might be to reinforce the Australianness. I know the AFL Grand Final did a Paul Kelly and it went down a treat. Yeah. I thought maybe some signature Australian acts with some sing-along okay. songs, and, I, and, I, and I, I was glad to see what, what happened to that. Well, I didn't, I didn't know you had this much power. Here is the entertainment before the Melbourne Cup. Take it away. I thought they were excellent. Mahala Barnes and the great John Paul Young. We have a chance to turn the pages over. We can write what we want to write. 
I was dancing in the mounting yard, Manny, and I saw you bopping up and down too. You had a nice rhythm going from side to side. It was a bit of a hybrid, actually, because the opera dude came in over the top from the balcony. <laughs> he was the final one. That probably, I, I probably would have maintained the previous scene, but I, I just love the way everyone started getting into it. Everyone that was around me started tapping their, their feet and yep. getting into it, and I just don't think 
you have to aim two grand sometimes. I know? was watching Amanda Elliott, the chairman of the VRC. She was just in front of me, and she was thoroughly enjoying the entertainment. And I looked across outside the mounting yard to the crowd, and I could tell they were swaying into it. <laughs> yeah. It was the film familiarity of it. And look, I'm, I, listen, I'm not taking credit for it. I mean, it was. You, you I, are. I, 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 I agreed with the idea, and, and, and they, upon their own steam, decided to go with that sort and, of thing. And it good. doesn't matter what sporting event you go to, the national anthem. I love because it's just before the first bounce of an AFL grand final and obviously just before the horses turn up into the mounting yard here for Alexis Melbourne Cup. And Anthony Kalea was sensational singing the national anthem. So let's hear that now. I thought superbly, and there was so much anticipation for the cup. It's at 3 o'clock. We get here nice and early. We were here basically at sunrise, and obviously there's a lot of interviews from the participants, the major players. I love when Frankie Dottori made his entrance, and everybody swamped to uh, Frankie because we all love Frankie Dottori. He's such an entertainer. And then the horses arrived. Finch was the horse that everybody was talking about, along with Murder Glace, and there were some moves for some others. How did you see the horses parade and also watching the betting before the great race? The firmers were Ollie, Mustajir, yes. Surprise Baby, and Finch. So it, it, at the death knock off the back of the national anthem and the, uh, the Australiana music and all that sort of stuff, the, the, the paramutual local punters from the all ends of the country. They voted for... They, they backed what they knew a little bit, didn't they? So I thought all the horses paraded beautifully. Uh, yeah, and I think the punters decided that the internationals might just continue on our domination, but there was hope from the Australians, and this was our best chance for such a long time. We were represented by two progressive and rising star stayers in Vow and Declare for Danny O'Brien. This horse bred in New Zealand, but has spent all of its racing career with Danny O'Brien and Surprise Baby, the horse purchased for $5,000. Paul Pruska in the Wimra trains this galloper and those two were taking on the might of world racing with the Bally Doyle team of Aidan O'Brien, who of course trains for Coolmore, Joseph O'Brien and Cadolphin, who had the defending champion in cross counter. It promised to be a wonderful cup, the Lexus Melbourne Cup. And here is Matthew Hill's call of this year's race, of course, that stops the nation. Field is set for the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Ready to go, stalls are back, and they're racing. Nerf Bosk veered to the right and bumped into Magic Wand shortly after the start. Beginning well towards the inside, Finch and Master of Reality. Mare de Glaces closer today in the early part. Pushing up out wider is Hunting Horn and also Young Star in that group with Prince of Aaron and Vow and Declare. So almost five or six across the track in the first 400 metres. Mirage Dancer behind those and then Steel Prince who's three and four wide. Then Twilight Payment about eighth or ninth out deeper from Raymond Tusk. Next cross counter Constantinople on the fence. Then came Southern France three and four wide from Mustajia Sound. Next Latrobe down draft and well back in the field early. Settling down is on the inside. 
Rostropovich with also Magic Wand. Then the chosen one, Il Paradiso, surprise baby, second last. And at the end is Nerf Bosk. At the judge, vow and declare for Australia leads with Twilight Payment ambling up on its outside. A length and a quarter away then is Master of Reality in a plum spot from Young Star. And the speed is muddling in the early part of the race. They were followed by Prince of Aaron. Out wide, a hunting horn from Steel Prince who's pulling. Next is Finch. A length and a half away, Mirage Dancer. Then Raymond Tusk. And then came Southern France. Mare Glass, after beginning well, is now about midfield. One off the fence from Constantinople as they head towards the riverside and the 1700 metres. Further back is Mustajir. There's no pace in the cup. Constantinople on the fence. And then came cross-counter downdraft. Well back in the field now, heading towards the 1650 is Latrobe. And then came Sound. Further back is Surprise Baby. Magic Wand around him. Rostropovich, the inside, a length ill Paradiso, the chosen one. And at the back is Nerf Bosk. So it's Twilight Payment heading towards the 1400 metres. Just gets a little bit quicker. A length and three quarters to in second, Master of Reality. They were followed by Vow and Declare the box seat third. Then came Hunting Horn, Prince of Aaron. A length and a half Young Star and Steel Prince still pulling. A length and a half to Finch and then came Raymond Tusk. Next Mirage Dancer and Constantinople at the 1200 metres. Further back in the field, Southern France who's a bit wide. Then Mare de Glass. Next in the field, Latrobe, Mustajir cross counter. Downdraft Sound, Mirage Dancer on the fence. A length and a quarter away at the 1,000 is Magic One trying to get going. Surprise Baby's making his move. Il Paradiso third last and then came the chosen one and two further back is Nerf Bosk. So heading towards the 850 and beyond. Twilight Payment leads three quarters. Master of Reality. Hunting Horn three deep. Vow and Declare behind them from Prince of Aaron. Steel Prince trucks up about three off the lead around the turn. Mustajir with a looping run and finches with him and they were followed by Raymond Tusk. Constantinople trying to get into the clear from Murder Glass next behind those horses. Southern France and Downdraft, Master of Reality at the top of the straight, went for home at the 400 metres. Vow and Declare back to the inside. Two legs, Prince of Aaron. Then came Hunting Horn, Il Paradiso, late Master of Reality with Vow and Declare on the inside. Then Prince of Aaron, Raymond Tusk, Finch. It's Master of Reality. Vow and Declare up on the inside. Vow and Declare, Prince of Aaron is lifting late with Il Paradiso. Master of Reality just in front. Vow and Declare kicks. Vow and Declare's won it for Australia. They're on top of the world. Beats Prince of Aaron, Il Paradiso in a photo finish and master of reality. A classic cup behind them, Mare de Glass. Then cross counter. Next to finish in the race was Sound Twilight Payments. Then came Raymond Tustil Prince. Constantinople pulls up with the chosen one, Finch. Back behind them, Latrobe, Nerf Bosk. Mirage Dancer, well back, Young Star, Mustajir, Southern France, Downdraft, well back, with also behind those hunting horns towards the end, with also Rostropovich, and it was one of the last to pull up, and Magic One back with those. Vow and Declare will win the Lexus Melbourne Cup. What a race. We'll talk about the interference later, but Craig Williams can take a bow, Matty. He used his initiative from the wide gate. He realised in his own mind that there might not be too much pace up front, so he took the punts. He was brave, and it paid off. It, it sort of fell into a holding pattern that made... that. The, so the die was cast, wasn't it? You had Vow and Declare in an unusual spot, but at least he was up yep. on a dawdling speed, so he was going to have no excuses. I kind of... My heart sank a bit for Surprise Baby very early on. Mm. He drew wide, and... Once the snail trail had worked itself out, he was just mathematically impossible. Uh, probably at about the halfway mark. So I think the signature of the race as it was run before the interference was just how slow they went. Craig Williams has won Golden Slippers. He's won Cox Plates. He's won Caulfield Cups. But he's been so close in winning a Melbourne Cup. But today was his day. And he caught up with Channel 10's Brittany Taylor straight after his first Melbourne Cup success. This is what dreams are made of. Craig Williams, you have tried to win this race and today you are successful. You've done it, Craig. You've won it for Australia. No, I was just lucky enough to sit on Found Declare. <laughs> Found Declare. Um, credit to Danny O'Brien. Matt Arrington, who's actually let all the people through social media get involved with this horse's preparation. Uh, ben, uh, I don't want to name everyone in the stable, but we've earned all their hard work. 
we don't have this horse. Danny O'Brien's got a fantastic story with him, but no one. Thank you very much, guys. And I, it was a privilege to ride him today. We had a difficult barrier draw. Danny didn't tie us down to instructions, said trust him, we know what we can do. And it's been great to be associated with a great horse like this horse. I rode him on debut. James Winks won his maiden at Warnable 12 months ago, and he progressed. Um, so I can't do it without him. Look at him, he just, he knows he won. Um, and again, I'm so grateful to be given the opportunity. My parents raised me. They instilled a lot of things in me. And I'm ever grateful for their support. My two brothers, my wife, Lisa, her four children who came out to the races today, Victor, Alana, Oliver and Summer. That's my core family. Uh, my team around me is so big. My manager, Jason Breen, uh, Jimmy Biggins, Ian Ford, Stephen Bremner, Candace Holt, Marie McEwen. Uh, I've got a couple of doctors out me out with the dentistry. But again, this day's only successful as it is with all the other people we have. Um, Liam O'Keefe was the track curator with the weather they did. I was able on the was it 16th, uh, 15th meeting of their, their carnival to be able to win on the fence. And so without all these track staff having a safe contest. Craig, in a few moments, you are going to be greeted by 100,000 people. You've waited a long time for this moment. Will you soak in every little second of it? Yeah, everyone that I, I haven't thanked, guys, my two brothers, David and Jason, I've got to thank everyone around me that's, that's touched my life throughout my career, that's given me advice, confidence, and uh, they're all a part of this win, so I hope they all enjoy it. But uh, you're right, I'm sorry if I can't thank everyone, but. I'm going to really enjoy this. And they know you're grateful, Craig. This is about you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Craig Williams was one story. Danny O'Brien was the other story. Let's be honest, it's been a tough, save three or four years, maybe longer for Danny O'Brien. He, he, he needed really to pick himself off the canvas, didn't he really, after that? Cobalt, cobalt debacle that he that he had to go through along with Mark Kavanagh, but he now did. he stables up and firing, and this was an emotional moment for for Danny O'Brien to win his first cut with Val and Declare, and he caught up with Channel 10's and RSN's Michael Felgate after the race. Danny O'Brien, the winning trainer, put it into words. What is this like? You've got your wife Lenny, you've got your children here with you. You've just won Australia's greatest race. Um, yeah, it's an amazingly special thing to happen. Um, I really can't believe it. Uh, I just feel incredibly blessed you know, to, to have a horse good enough to, to be in it and then for him to um, be ridden so beautifully by Craig. And um, The last 100, he just wouldn't give in. He wouldn't give in and put his head out on the line and now we've won the Melbourne Cup. You surprised a lot of people, him going forward? Was that the pre-race tactic? Uh, no, I left it completely up to Craig and um, it's been the winning move, hasn't it? You know, he rolled the dice like he does. He's an outstanding jockey. Um, you know, he wasn't afraid to try something different than, than what the map probably said. And uh, ultimately, it's been the winning move. You've got your beautiful children here as well. Thomas, how, how good is Dad? How good was that moment for you? Oh, my God. I've been waiting years for this moment. <laughs> I love the theatre after a Melbourne Cup, the emotion of the winners after a Melbourne Cup and what it actually it means to them. The owner, one of the owners, Jeff Corrigan, in the post-race yeah. uh, interviews afterwards was talking about uh, how in Sydney the, the dramas that Danny O'Brien had been going through uh, mm. were, hadn't really made the press as much as down here. It wasn't a big story, but he got involved in the, like her, just the uh, the half, and then this one. So he was embedded with the stable. Then he started reading up on the 
the stuff that was going on down here with the Cobalt. And uh, he came to the conclusion after reading all of it that Danny was a man of integrity and that he'd back him in all the way. And then Danny was subsequently uh, basically cleared through that process anyway. So there was, it was a tough time to get involved because the trainer was absolutely embattled. But mm. he... Uh, he, he said with a lovely quote today. He said, I, "I came to the conclusion he was a good bloke, and then he gave him a hug on the stage, and he said, and today I think he's a great bloke." So. <laughs> and there's so many stories of perseverance, resilience. Basically, you need that. You need to have thick skin, and you need to be driven to succeed. And that's what Danny O'Brien did, and he was rewarded for all of his hard work to win his first Melbourne Cup. I just want to take you back to another interview with Craig Williams. This is an extended interview because you only get a snippet when, and you get the raw emotion straight after a Melbourne Cup when he caught up with Brittany Taylor. But this is Craig Williams talking to Channel 10's Francesca Camani. Craig, many congratulations. I'm so happy for you. How does it feel? I know you've had a little bit of a time for it to sink in. You had the perfect partner in Val and Declare, and he was pretty close on the line. It was um, actually the, the bit of bumping that, um, that he endured late actually spurred him along. Tremendous training effort from Danny O'Brien, all his team. Giving me the opportunity was amazing today. I'm father of four children. They're all here. My wife, Lace, is here. My parents are here. My brothers are here. Um, it's very special. Um, I was then able to, thanks to the track, uh, the barrier attendants, they drove the car around. I was able to walk the track in between races. I've got so many people to thank. It's such a special moment. Um, uh, Craig, we know you were such a big race jockey. There aren't many Group 1s that have eluded you, but the Melbourne Cup had until this moment, and to be finally able to call yourself a Melbourne Cup-winning jockey, how does that feel? Oh, I feel very honoured. I feel very privileged to be in an era now. Um, I, I grew up... I grew up and... Um, what's that? I grew up and watched re uh, races, wrote stories with my, the late Travis Harrison, dreamt of these occasions. But again, I can't do it without Bound uh, to Declare. My team around me, I love to mention them all, but I wouldn't be here without them. And I've always said, if, um, when, when well, my wife says, when I win this race, it's going to be the greatest race on earth. I remembered after the Caulfield Cup when we secured the ride for him in the Melbourne Cup, I remember in the same spot up in our bedroom, I said to my wife, we're going to win the Melbourne Cup. And I said that when David Rivers spoke to me after Dunedin, but I was, un I was unfortunately unavailable to ride him that year. And then our biggest worry was, is he going to make the field? And, um, well, credit to Val and Declare. He just gave me the beautiful ride. Um, Danny O'Brien, the owners, gave me no instructions. So he just said, trust the horse, trust you. They've done a great job. It's an amazing teamwork, and, and I can't do it without my team around me. And I, I heard your ears kind of prick up a bit there when we thought we heard an announcement. Were you concerned at all by the amount of bumping in the run? We know you've, you've won, but are you any concerns? No, I was up in front, so it was OK. But um, I, I like correct weight, and uh, I like to go in and do everything we have to do to make it official and I want to really want to savour the moment so um, I, I think uh, life taught me that to make sure it's all across the line first especially in sport and we'll take it from there but it's, it's thanks and thanks to all the people that turned out today for all the people that make this day so special uh, from all the gate attendants the barrier blokes um, Simon Ogden security guard the bloke yesterday said to call the cards you want me to give it to you now or hold it and I, I'm going to take him up on that offer but it's, it is an absolute privilege to not only win the race of Sopta Nation, but now a world-targeted race. And I hope I'm, I'm a, a dual um, ambassador for, for the privilege that has been bestowed upon me today. Thanks to Val and Declare. Absolutely, Craig. Well, many congratulations. You've been a, a super popular jockey with the public for a really, really long time. And I think everybody will be so thrilled for you to see you winning here today. Congratulations. Again, it's not just a handicap anymore. It's the greatest race on earth. And, and thanks for everyone sure that got is. me there. Yeah, love listening to Craig. I, I, and I thought Francesca Camani's done a wonderful job too, leading the coverage for Channel 10. But Craig Williams is just a wonderful ambassador for the game. Yeah, he is, and he's a he's a multiple thanker. He can yeah. thank anyone. He uh, he is like like everyone sort of takes the Mickey out of Craig a little bit because of those things, and he's so endlessly gracious and polite and all that sort of stuff. But if you want an ambassador, that's the one you want, isn't it? Uh, yeah. No, he's a, he's a he's a really terrific guy. He's always mindful of the position racing has in society and the way people perceive racing and and so on. He, he thanked the horse, uh, mm. you know. So I think um, I think racing's better for Craig Williams uh, for, for Craig Williams being part of it. Now the drama after the race it was a minor protest it was fourth v second now the connections didn't throw in this protest it was the stewards and after the stewards throw in a protest El Paradiso of course finished second in the race and should have won 
and was interfered with with Frankie Dottori's ride, Master of Reality. Now, once the stewards, and there was interference too in that home straight, Frankie Dottori did come in a couple of horses and he interfered with El Paradiso. So once the stewards fought in that protest, there was no betting. Of course it was going to be upheld. And when you saw the multiple angles, uh, it was such an interesting protest hearing because obviously one was trained by Joseph O'Brien yeah. and one was trained by Aidan and, and, and the two Irish, the father and son, don't want to be fighting things out in the stewards room. They were never going to protest because everyone was going to come out about even in their camp anyway, regardless. But the views of the race indicated strongly that uh, obviously it had to be upheld, but also... And this is where Frankie Dottori comes in as the greatest ally to Australian racing stories of the last five or six years. Uh, Frankie, in his inability to straighten out uh, Master of Reality uh, caused it to cannon into the, the in inverted commas, stable mate, which I reckon was going to nail Vow and Declare on the line. I reckon it was going to get him until Frankie skittled him and then Vow, and actually pushed um, El Paradiso onto Vow and Declare and propelled him forward. So... Uh, this Melbourne Cup winner, this Australian Melbourne Cup winner, was the beneficiary of something that Frankie Dottori <laughs> did. You go back to 2015 yeah. when he was on Max Dynamite, he skittled half the yeah. field. And the only one that emerged from all of that scrimmaging was, was Michelle Payne on, on Prince of Penzance to become the greatest racing story of all time in Australia. And the, and the, the key accidental anti-hero villain in both stories is Lanfranco Dottori. So mm. Australia salutes him as a, as a great ally in these two Cups. I always find it fascinating listening to the, the beat and jockeys, and I caught up with them after the great race. James McDonald, the trope. Look, just um, back, slowly run race. Hard to make get, get into it. Benny Mellon, Mirage dancer. Uh, he ran well. Um, probably just didn't quite see it the last, last bit of the race. Raymond Tuss, Jamie Spencer. Yeah, be- beautiful position, but the pace was too slow. Brett Prebbles, still Prince. Super, he just he didn't go a gallop. He got in a nice position, but he just wouldn't switch the Chewie off and just took its toll late. Luke Noel, Nerf Boss. Uh, they went too steady for me. I went back from the gate, so next time. Johnny Allen, downdraft. Yeah, just slowly on the race, might not really suit him. Um, only, I didn't think he really ran out to sell the trip. Shamey Hefferton, rode hunting horn. I needed to get cover, and I couldn't because we went so slow. Frankie Dottori, master of reality. I want to cry. Mark Sara, southern France. Uh, had a tough run, probably didn't stay. William Buick, cross-counter. You won't huge race. Uh, you slow away, Mr. Break. I couldn't get to where I wanted to be. Wayne Lord and El Paradiso. Would have done with uh, jumping a bit quicker. Didn't get an ideal position, but ran well. Joe Maria at Constantinople. Quite disappointing, yes. He didn't have a suitable run. Michael Walker, Prince of Aaron. Tommy Berry, youngster. Yeah, speed of the race didn't help me. Thanks. Damien Oliver, Mustajir. Yeah, they just went ridiculously slow and didn't suit my horse and um, probably didn't get a chance to run to his best. Jamie Winks, sound. Yeah, tempo was ridiculous, so I run really well. Timmy Clark, the chosen one. I ran all right. He just, um, from that draw, to get a long way back and the mid-race uh, pace was no good for him, but he stayed on well. Damien Lane, murder glace. Yeah, he's massive. He wasn't entitled to finish off like he did after the slow tempo and pull him most of the way. Geordie Child, surprise baby. Yeah, he ran super. Um, just had nothing taken into the race from the 800, but he'll be back bigger and better for next year. Huey Bowman, twilight payment. Uh, he had a really smooth running transit, just not the sprint required to win a Melbourne Cup. Biff Finch. He ran great, yeah. He um, had a nice trip around pace, wasn't that strong, and would like him to go a little bit quicker, um, but we presented at the top of the lane and thought there was a real chance there at the 300 and just leveled out the last little bit, um, but a bit of brave run. Yep. Dwayne Dunn, Rostropovich. Yeah, he hasn't pulled up too well. He's obviously sustained an injury somewhere in the run. Michael Walker, Prince of Aaron. Um, yeah, Charlie and the team have done a great job. Um, yeah, he ran, ran over skin. I love the horse. Um, just wanted to win it, you know. It's my devil's birth to feel like a leader down. So a few disappointed jockeys there, and the theme of their conversation with me, it was only a short conversation, but there was simply no pace on in this mm. year's Melbourne Cup. And we're seeing all of our bigger races this year lacking of especially mid-race pace. We saw no pace whatsoever in the Caulfield Cup. And I thought today that we would see a little bit more tempo in the Melbourne Cup, but we didn't get that, Matty. Well, half of them were 
you know, Europeans, and, and their, their way of running is to run at a building, building, building gallop, but none of them as a group took up that initiative to, to run at, a, at, at speed. And to be honest, most Melbourne Cups are run like that. Every year we bemoan the yep. fact that there's no speed in the race and there's interference and so on. So, you know, we can't, we can't plant uh, pacemakers in the race, but you'd love to see one of these European camps inadvertently plant a pacemaker. Like, like ever run since, at a gallop. Ever like, since Septimus that year and Aidan O'Brien was criticised heavily by the Australian media for, do, for doing what they did that day Coolmore. And ever since, I don't think we've seen Aidan back to Melbourne. Well, the whole squad discombobulated that yeah. day. They, did, they didn't help any of them. But, you know, surprise. so the thing today is if they run at a true gallop, Australia still wins. Surprise baby wins. They run at a stop-start gallop. The Australian horse still wins, Vow and declares. So, you know, I'm one of the great worriers about the future of Melbourne Cups and our ability to win it and our interest in breeding them and all that sort of stuff. But even if this was a one-off aberration this year, this was an encouraging day for us, wasn't it? We won the race. You know? I was fascinated to hear Johnny Murtagh here on Cut Week Radio on RSN early this morning. And Johnny said, "It's the, the, tur- the circle's turning just a little bit. He goes, we go to sales now over there in the UK and our owners say, OK, Johnny, or Sir Michael Stout, or Richard Hannon, I want you to go and buy me a horse that will win the first race at Ascot or the two-year-old race at Ascot. We want an immediate return on our investment. And here in Australia, we're, we're, we're heading over to the UK now. We're heading over to Japan. We want to buy a stay so we can win our Melbourne Cup. Well, in 10 years' time, we might meet them halfway. They're yeah. drifting towards sprinting. We're trying to drift towards staying to win one race. The Everest so could be the Melbourne Cup and the Melbourne Cup. Incidentally, the, uh, the, 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 tote, the tote on the Everest, uh, the tote on the Melbourne Cup today nationwide was 27.7 million, 2.5 million on the Everest. So it ain't taken over the world, the Everest. No, the well, definitely not. 82,000 here as well, and I think that's a tick for the VRC, Matty, or... Yeah I, yeah, I kind of thought off 80 on Derby Day when the weather was horrendous. I would have thought a bigger tick would be 90, to be honest. Well, Neil, Wil- Neil Wilson, the CEO of the VRC, he wanted 90,000. Yeah, no, I think 82 yeah. is on the slightly disappointing side. Before we wrap this up, we need to head to the official presentation. And leading that is the chairman. Boy, she does a wonderful job. I love her passion. Here is Amanda Elliott. Their Excellencies, General the Honourable David Hurley and Mrs Hurley, Her Excellency, the Governor of Victoria and Mr. Howard, the Honourable Martin Bakula, our principal partner, Lexus. Welcome to Mr. Yoshihiro Sawa, President of Lexus International, on his first trip to Flemington. We are delighted you are with us. To Scott Thompson and the team from Lexus, distinguished guests all, We have just witnessed one for the ages, the most wonderful 159th running of the Lexus Melbourne Cup, with a bright new chapter entering the history books of the race that truly does stop a nation. All over our country, everyone is celebrating this special day in their own way. The first Tuesday in November, is deeply etched in our hearts and souls and we would like to welcome all our international visitors who are with us from all over the world, those who have brought horses, which has been a great thing, and those who haven't. And also a warm hello to the millions of viewers watching this special day on Network 10. The 2019 Lexus Melbourne Cup has travelled all over Australia this year and there are 24 representatives from those towns with us today. They each had a horse and the lucky town that drew vow and declare and are now in receipt of $50,000 to support their worthy local cause is Bunyip. This year's winner, vow and declare, an Australian horse and as Jen said, First Melbourne Cup for Danny O'Brien, first Melbourne Cup for Craig Williams. A magnificent race and a magnificent result. It is now my great pleasure to invite forward Sawasan and Scott Thompson, Chief Executive of Lexus Australia, to say a few words and to invite His Excellency, our Governor General, to present 
the magnificent 2019 Lexus Melbourne Cup trophy to the winning owner. Your Excellency, VRC Chairman and Directors, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what an incredible race we've seen today and what a privilege to witness it firsthand. Definitely one of Australia's true sporting icons. The Lexus Melbourne Cup is truly an event like no other, a trophy like no other. As principal partners of the VRC, Lexus is honoured to be associated with this Australian icon that holds a special place in so many, place, in so many hearts of Australians. Lexus is committed to creating amazing experiences and there is no doubt the Lexus Melbourne Cup produces many of those unforgettable moments, which is why we are so proud to be entering our 17th year as partner with the VRC. It gives me great pleasure to invite His Excellency to present the Lexus Melbourne Cup to owners of Vow and Declare, represented by Jeff Corrigan. Congratulations. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and thank them for, for their custodianship of country. It's great to have an Aussie horse win the greatest Aussie race ever, and it's great to have such wonderful owners in, in um, partnership with us. We cover from Gympie in Queensland, who seem to have uh, given them sole rights to naming the horse, um, to Noosa Heads, to Camden, to down here to Melbourne, and firstly, I should thank Danny O'Brien and his team for the great job that they've done in preparing Vow and Declare. It's been a fantastic effort. <laughs> then I would like to thank Craig Williams. I was having a bit of a panic attack when Craig was taking the lead down the street. I thought, what's he doing? <laughs> but obviously, when Craig said us before the race that the track was good all over. Uh, he knew what he was doing. Get, get up there. And uh, he got quite a whack at the end, uh, and we still managed to win. Um, just while I'm here, uh, and I'd like to, to uh, make a, a small donation on behalf of Sue and I when this is just uh, a personal thing. My dad uh, had dementia when he died. A good friend of mine, Grant McBride, who's responsible for the racing colours that we have, the orange and white. And uh, a good friend of ours, Kim Keynes, who we had to go to a funeral on Friday. To Dementia Australia, Sue and I will be donating $50,000 from our share of the prize money uh, to help that wonderful cause. Once again, thank you all very much. Congratulations, Jeff, and very generous of you with that donation. Well, it's now my great pleasure to ask the winning trainer to come forward for his trophy. I saw you on Derby Day, Danny, and Nina. And Nina said to me, might see you on Cup Day, Jen. Well, here you are, your first Melbourne Cup. Congratulations, Danny O'Brien. gentlemen, it's a pretty overwhelming thing to, to be a, a boy who grew up in country Victoria and, and stand here today and um, know that the whole of the country is, is watching and that, that we've uh, won our first Melbourne Cup. It's an amazing, amazing feeling. Uh, I feel incredibly lucky to, to have been in the position to do it with this horse today. He's a, he's a magnificent horse. I'd like to thank uh, all the owners for entrusting me with him, um, Paul Lansky for breeding him before that. Uh, all of my staff have played a role in it, and there's a massive team of them. Uh, uh, Matt Harrington, who runs my business, Ben Gleeson, Paul Coomis, my assistant trainers, uh, Lucy Worden's now vet, John Urban, our farrier. It's a huge team of people. It's certainly not one person that gets this horse here. Uh, and Craig Williams today, a, a, an unbelievable win. He, he wanted to do it with Melbourne Cup just as badly as I did, and uh, as usual, you can't do it without a great ride, and that happened today. Um, most importantly, I'd like to thank my wife Nina, who has been 
an unbelievable support to me and I couldn't be more thrilled that she's here with me to enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. And in another first, it's time to ask the winning jockey to come forward, and I'll ask Sawasan to present the trophy and the Harry White Whip. The winning jockey, please make him welcome. Craig Williams, your first Melbourne Cup. First of all, um, Amanda Elliott, the chairman of the VRC, the committee, all the people that work for the for VRC and Racing Victoria to put on this great day, the security, the gate attendants, the bar attendants for us, the clerk of the courses, everyone that makes this a safe day for us jockeys and horses and a special day for everyone else. The sponsors for sponsoring the race, the owners for giving the opportunity, Danny O'Brien and all his team, found Declare for an amazing performance. I'd like to thank my team, highlighted by my four children here, my wife, Lisa, my parents, everyone that I have around me. And I really want to thank all the people that came out today. Not only this is the race, our greatest race that stops the nation, as you can see by the form book, today it's targeted by horses from all around the world. And we did it today with an Australian horse. So to make this the greatest race on earth for me, I want to thank everyone here to make it a special day. Thank you, and I hope you're going to enjoy it as much as I am. So there we go, Matty. That wraps up another year for the Lexus Melbourne Cup. And talking to Lee Jordan in the mounting yard about an hour after the Melbourne Cup, he was over the moon. He goes, Gareth, guess what? I said, what, Lee? He goes, the story is Australia is back in the Melbourne Cup. Well, it was hard to deny that today. I don't know whether it's going to be an ongoing theme necessarily, but you can only... Go with what you've seen on the day, and uh, we had a, a winner in an Australian bred horse, and we had one that probably should have won, who was a New Zealand bred horse who cost five grand in and yeah. trained on the outskirts of Horsham called Surprise Baby. So we held our own against the odds, and uh, as we were saying, like maybe maybe the we're going to start meeting them halfway a bit. They want to breed faster, we want to breed slower and longer, and it might end up balancing things out. And the and the Poms still have to get past the scanner, so they yeah. might come the, in less numbers. The CT scan, and I, and I think. What it proved today as well is that you always need a little bit of luck in life, don't you? And Valen Declare made his own luck by making that move, Williams, at the start of the race to land the box seat as they passed that winning post for the first time. And El Paradiso, if you backed him, the Northern Hemisphere three-year-old, that that seems to be the profile that does well from a European point of view. When you come to Melbourne, you've got Cross County who won last year. Rekindling, who won the year before, and probably El Paradiso. I don't know if it was a good thing beaten, but he was a little unlucky. Well, and you know what? Relatively speaking, these horses are all babies. Surprise baby, lightly yeah. raced. Uh, the winner, Vow and Declare, lightly raced. Rekindling, um, uh, last year's winner, Cross Counter, very lightly raced. So maybe there's a, there's a theme there too, like uh, come in under the weights, come in with plenty of fuel left in your tank as far as your career we goes, and that, that might be the... the the prototype of the Melbourne Cup horse. You know Paul Pruska very well. I wonder what he's thinking on the way home. He, he gets a little time to think about it down that highway to Horsham, about a four-and-a-half-hour drive from Flemington to Horsham. think time. Yeah, and he would have had a few stubbies, uh, stubbies I would imagine. I reckon he would be like a... He would be a, a Furphy man because, obviously, the VRC and Furphy have a wonderful relationship, and they would have said, here, Paul, here's a six-pack. Take it home, mate. No, no, here's, here's a couple of six-packs. Um, he'd have, he have someone driving for him, and he'd be probably thinking, you know, and, uh, just as he gets past Ballarat down that Western Highway, he's thinking, maybe this was my year because I, I got in at the bottom of the weights. I won the Bart Cummings. I had 53 on my back. He went so, so well. Surprise, baby. And he says he probably could train this horse to be competitive in a new market down the straight. So what does he do now to try and get back to the Melbourne Cup with only 53 on his back? Because I've got no doubt if he trained him, for a Caulfield Cup or even a Cox Plate, I wouldn't mind backing him right now. But if he does that, does he get too much weight? 
for a Lexus Melbourne Cup next year. Well, off the back of today, he ran fifth, so he's not gonna it's not gonna affect his profile. No. That, but it's about what happens between now and then. So he's just got to be very careful. Does he go on. to a Sydney Cup or does well, he bypass you know what? that? If you've got a superstar, you just go for everything and worry about it later, don't you? I tell you, stable cats are very instinctive. I reckon even though it was four and a half hours away and three hundred fifty k's, as soon as that horse ran fifth, I reckon the the Pruska stable cat would have just retreated. He doesn't want to get kicked when the trainer gets home. Outside of that. <laughs> Constantinople, Joe Marrera just going back to those beaten jockeys. Constantinople, Joe Marrera said he was disappointing. And he was disappointing. He never really competed like he did at Caulfield. I think the Northern Hemisphere judgment call on him was right, that he wasn't up to it. Southern France, Mark Zara said, and this surprised me a little bit, he was disappointing, but he said he didn't stay. He failed to stay. Most of the other jockeys were pretty pleased with their mounts, although the story actually, and we should have mentioned this a little earlier, Michael Walker. Now, he was so gutted, he didn't really want to take that question when I asked him in the beaten jockeys interviews. Then he came back, and he was, he was so upset. He was gutted. It was like he just lost the AFL Grand Final or the Rugby World Cup for New Zealand by a point and Prince of Aaron was he thought he was there to win at the clock tower and he flew his daughter from New Zealand and his family to be here so he could celebrate his greatest moment in his life and he just failed and that's 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 what I love about sport not to see Michael Walker going through that but that's the the, the highs and the lows and that's what sport can can do it can it can break your heart it can devastate you but you pick yourself back up and Michael Walker will have a beer tonight or a vodka and soda and start to dream once again. Sounds like you've drunk with him before. You quickly went on to the drink yeah. that he favours. Well, he's a jockey, well, yeah. Well, but, he, but, he, but he was, it was, it was hard to watch, but that's what sport does, mate, doesn't this is, it? This is the biggest stage of all. The highs are high and the lows are very, very low. That's why mm. it's such an intriguing race, because people like Michael Walker walk away heartbroken. That's why it's so intoxicating that that can happen, you know? And you see the other side of it, Craig Williams... Wins his first Melbourne Cup after this was his 16th attempt in our great race. Danny O'Brien's been to Helen back. He probably thought of just throwing it all away. But he wanted to continue on because he wanted to live a moment like he did today. A lifetime of work. A lifetime of dedication. And you only get one winner. In saying that, I think Charlie Fellows was happy too when the protest was upheld because he was elevated to second. So he's gone from third to second. He might be, Prince of Aaron might be our Arikado horse that turns up for the third time. And I hope he gets the job done. You know, the next chapter for the Melbourne Cup, for this, that what you're talking about, the heartbreak and the, and the absolute joy is one day one will be determined by a protest. Not a minor one. That'll be the most interesting uh, emotional story, won't it be, when, uh, if someone's won it and then it's taken away. But the nature of horse racing is it's inevitable that one, a Melbourne Cup one day will be determined by a protest. So won't that test people's uh, mettle? Thank you for joining us on the VRC Lexus Melbourne Cup podcast.